0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. group. prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: All right. And welcome to Fast Break Breakfast MBA Podcast. My name is Keith. Here. Alone. For a solo interview episode, an extra episode this week. Last summer I didn't get to all 30 teams. I don't claim I'm going to get to all 30 teams this offseason. The off-season is very, very short, especially with the regular season being moved up a couple of weeks. And with our one team per week, that doesn't really get it done as far as these interviews go. So because I had some extra free time, because I found some people who I, I wanted to come on the show here's an extra episode. Uh, I think John and Chuck and I are also going to put out an episode this week, so it looks likely you're going to get a three-episode week. I apologize for those of you who are overwhelmed already with basketball podcasts. Too many podcasts to listen to. I hope this one doesn't slip through the cracks because I had a really fun time talking with today's guest, a very entertaining fellow. Uh, If you want to be a Bigger fan of Fast Break Breakfast and really help us out. There's two ways that we're asking you to do that right now. One, write a five-star iTunes review. If you write a five-star iTunes review, we will read it on air. We will give you a shout-out. So in that review, you can plug something, and we will read it on air, give you a shout-out, give you that plug, and you will be helping us out. Also, the biggest way is to go to patreon.com slash Breakfast. You can support us there financially. We are having people sign up for the $3 a month Slack chat where we talk about basketball, sports, movies, whatever, around the clock. We're also getting stuff in order for our fantasy basketball. We might do a fantasy football. So, again, go to patreon.com slash Breakfast and sign up for all that. Get involved with some other Fast Break Breakfast listeners. Also, if you want a free sticker. This is free. This isn't something you have to do. If you just want me to mail you a free sticker uh, on Twitter at FastBreakBreak, just send me a direct message uh, with your address. Uh, I'll send you two stickers. If you want more than two stickers, just let me know. Just send me a direct message, and I will send you a sticker. So the things you can do, get a free sticker, write an iTunes review, and go to patreon.com slash fast break breakfast. My guest today runs a comedy theater in New Orleans and Austin. He works in professional wrestling and produces content for pelicans.com, Mr. Chris True. Chris, how are you? What's
2: up, man, I'm so I'm so good. I'm so happy to be here. Life's good. Basketball's coming up. I'm loving it and thrilled to be here.
1: I got a few questions about the intro I just read. Uh Uh-oh. well, I mean, so I have a Pelicans guy, and that's Mason Ginsberg. That's who I normally talk to for Pelicans-related things. I don't big fan of Mason. Oh, that's great. So I don't even know you very well. I just saw your Twitter profile; it was striking. So your, your Twitter profile says these things: says you work in comedy, you work in professional wrestling, and then there's a photo of the person who you are claiming to be, who is a, a person with a, a large beard, and you're standing behind friend of our program Brandon Wright. At, at an NBA game, looks like you're on the first or second row heckling, and I was like, "Who is this guy? I want to know more about it." So, uh, t- tell me, tell me about yourself. Who are you, Chris?
2: Well, uh, I I love the intro. I love the question. Um, <laughs> I am so I'm I'm a huge I'm a huge basketball fan. Been been that way my, most of my life. I'm based in New Orleans, and I do comedy. Uh, you know, I, I travel the country doing a variety of different types of comedy shows. And I opened up a theater both in Austin, Texas and in New Orleans called The New Movement, which uh, each does seven days a week of classes and shows and festivals, stuff like that. And I, I also love professional wrestling, and I got involved with a couple of professional wrestling companies based out of Texas and, and one in Louisiana as well. And I'm, I, I, I'm Biz professional wrestling's future manager of the decade so for all the people out there that watch wrestling i'm kind of like a hipster paul Heyman. okay and um and and i and i for the past three years i have a single season ticket directly behind the visitor's bench at my second home the smoothie king center that's amazing yeah it's a ton of fun it's it is i mean i mean I would watch a basketball game from any seat in the arena. I just want to be there. Uh, I'm a huge fan of the game, and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a monstrous fan of the Pelicans. Uh, but, but this seat is one of the best decisions I've ever made in my entire life, just getting to sit directly behind these people and read their body language, listen to their conversations, and, and sometimes even chat with them. So it's, it's, it's amazing.
1: Well, what's the best? And for our listeners who know, I haven't asked you about your breakfast yet. I'll, I'll get to that, but but we're still, this is still intro. So, intro. Uh, sitting behind the visitors' bench, what are some of the best? Like, what are some of the best interactions you've had?
2: Oh my gosh, I I mean, there are so many of. Them. I, I I have to I have to plug my column that I write for Dime Mag. Um, I forgot to put that in the intro, but on Up Rocks, I do a behind the bench column where I pretty much. I pretty much just document things that I overhear. I have some weird questions I'll ask I'll ask the team every game and I just document what I see. Like like there was one time, uh, well actually when the when your Memphis Grizzlies were in town, it was right before the Super Bowl and so I just kept asking them what who were their Super Bowl picks and Tony Allen just launched into a conspiracy theory about how cam newton would win the Super. Would, would win mvp if he wins mvp he would not win the super bowl and if he won the super bowl he would not win mvp and then also told me that he doesn't watch the nfl um so just just weird stuff like that has happened you know i i asked uh, another grizzly story as i asked um matt barnes if he had an iphone and he nodded his head like 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 he answered the question like hell yeah as if I asked him if he had a, <laughs> a a Mercedes he was just like as if iPhones weren't you know weren't as if everyone didn't have an iPhone yet so I, I like to ask weird questions like that and just pay attention to the body language and try to get to know the assistant coaches and and some of them some of them talk me up and want and want some New ones recommendations and will and will just give me some fun dirt um, like my favorite is the Denver Nuggets trainer. Is uh, is a very fun dude to sit by. It, it, it's a ton of fun. I I love it. I hope I have that seat for the rest of my life.
1: I think that Nuggets guy just quit or changed jobs or something.
2: Oh, did he? I, th- really? I think
1: I think he was just in the news in the last week. I I could be wrong. I don't have details, but I I feel like I saw something. His name I can't remember what his name is right now, but I feel like it popped up and I was Steve, like Steve Hess. Yeah, I think Steve Hess moved along. I guess I I could I could Google it while we talk. But oh, uh, my gosh, I I, I don't, I don't know if so- it was bad or something, but. Uh, Anyway, who's a person that you've run into or a player that either you liked and then because you were so near to him and saw his body language that it changed your opinion of him? Or perhaps someone you didn't like who then you saw and was like, you know what, this guy seems pretty fun.
2: Oh, wow. That's a good question. Um... I, I, you know, I, I've always loved, I've always loved Chris Paul, uh, you know, which is, you know, cause, cause he used to play for the team. He, Chris Paul, by the way, saved professional basketball in new Orleans in my opinion. Um, but Chris Paul was, was very sweet about being back in new Orleans. I really enjoyed that uh, chatting with him about that. Russell Westbrook was uh, obviously fun to watch behind the bench. I did get into a little bit of trouble when he was taking a free throw, and I just yelled out Kevin Durant, just the name <laughs> Kevin Durant, and the entire Oklahoma City bench kind of just turned around and looked at me as, as if there is a rule that just no one says his name ever. Um, that was a weird one. You
1: could you could have filled it in with is a cupcake, like when they- I know.
2: Well, well, I, 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 an important thing to keep in mind with my technique behind the bench is well one. I I've gotten into some I've gotten to some debates before about like am I heckling or not? And and um uh, Matt um Matt um Matt Barnes has actually sort of referred to me as the friendly heckler before, which I think is fine. But my thing behind the bench is way more observation and weird conversations. Like I'm definitely not Yapping in a player's ear, telling him how much he sucks. Like that's not my thing. I don't think that's funny or interesting. Um, I try to – if I want to throw a player off because it's a high-stakes game, I would rather engage them in a weird conversation because I read an obscure interview with them on a, on an old college blog where they used to go to school. You know what I mean? That's That's more of my – my approach whenever i'm uh interacting with the players and most of them most of them to be fair uh, to be fair to me uh, in case anyone's thinking like hey dude chill out most of the players are extremely friendly to me give me uh you know shake my hand or give me high fives or whatever when the game's over or during warm-ups especially people who play in our division during warm-ups will come up to me and just ask me how i'm doing
1: that's awesome. The, uh, if you guys ever face the Warriors again in a high-pressure situation. I, I, so, I assume you were there for the heartbreaking Game 3 loss. Uh, I was. Yeah, so uh, one, of my, one of my good friends and a listener of, of, of my show uh, has, has some college videos where he went to Davidson with Steph Curry. So he's got some college videos of, like, Steph doing some Davidson campus TV. I feel like maybe we could get you some inside details there. Maybe try to shake up Steph if he uh, would be, you know... I don't know if he could I, be impervious. I love that. <laughs>
2: well, I love that.
1: I'm blown away, man, sitting so close. I always say it's a good thing. I don't live in Memphis because I feel like I would go broke sitting, you know, buying the best seats I could possibly, you know, the credit card would extend me uh, to sit down there. So I'm impressed you do it. I'll definitely try to live vicariously now that I vaguely uh, know who you are. Well, anyway. Well,
2: hey, also, <laughs> hey, while we're doing this, yeah. if, next time the Grizzlies are playing the Pelicans in New Orleans, uh, you want to make the drive, let me know. I'll see if I can score an extra ticket. Ooh,
1: I will leave my wife and soon-to-be-newborn, and <laughs> I will see you there. I'm coming at the gate
2: <laughs> hot with an offer. We don't even know each other. I
1: know. It's great. All right. We do need to get to, however, the uh, business at hand is we always talk about breakfast with our guests. Are you a breakfast man? Did you have breakfast this morning?
2: I dig breakfast. I do like breakfast. I got to be honest with you. I'm on a groove right now for the past year plus where I... Do the workout on an empty stomach situation. Uh, then I eat breakfast afterwards. And lately, and I swear I'm not making this up, lately and for sure today, I pay tribute to the best, the best named arena in all of the NBA. <laughs> I went to Smoothie King this morning. Company man. I went to I really did. And also I actually really do believe that. That's not me being a company man. I love the name Smoothie King Center. Uh, I also love, I also love FedEx to be honest, but, uh, I, I think it's one of the, I think it's one of the better named it also, it's very new Orleans It's very weird, but yeah, I went to smoothie King, had a chocolate lean one, 20 ounce, not trying to mess with the 32 ounce in the morning. It's too much content for my tum tum, but 20 <laughs> ounces is just enough. And, uh, yeah, I'm into it.
1: That sounds like a great, I mean, you threw the cho- a chocolate smoothie is, I, I got a sweet tooth. So that sounds like a, a great way to start the day. All right. Well, I want to ask you about the New Orleans Pelicans, the team, the product that's going to be on the court in the coming season. Last year, they made the big trade where they swung for the fences kind of to get DeMarcus Cousins Uh, mixed returns last year. Didn't work out. They they didn't look super good on the court together like uh, Davis and Cousins together. Now we're entering another phase of they have the offseason to prepare together, yet the bad news has come out. Solomon Hill is going to miss most of the season with a hamstring injury. The team is right up against the hard cap, not a lot they can do to improve. So what's going on with the Pelicans and what are the expectations coming into this season?
2: Well, I think that we're in a very unique situation given the the trade that happened. I, 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 I'm super grateful for the for the trade in general. I'm also I really love the the story of how it went down. You know, the after the All Star game while they were all in New Orleans. Uh, however, there is a part of me that's like, man, we would be getting a lot more love nationally if this trade had happened during the off season, uh, because so much stuff went down this off season. I think people forgot that the Pelicans scored. You know, the the best or second best big man in the league, depending on who you ask. So the expectations, I think, are uh, we are – we, meaning the fan base, we are all extremely excited to see what's going to happen. Uh, We're stoked that these guys have a training camp together. We are – I think we are more optimistic than most, which is kind of, you know, your job when you are a fan of your, uh, you know, of a certain team. But I do think that some of that optimism is, is, is real and, and deserved. So
1: I've heard some Pelicans podcasters, bloggers writing about this optimism and listing their best case scenarios for the Pelicans. And I'm hearing them say things like best case scenario, the Pelicans, you know, win 50 games or so. And, are the five seed, the four seed help me get into that headspace where I can see that happening because I think those are incredible pipe dreams.
2: Sure. Well, let's go through the teams in Western conference that we know are better than the Pelicans. 100%. Like let's, I would bet everything I have if I had to, although I would never do that bet because it's, it would compromise, you know, my, uh, my fandom. Okay. Uh, uh, so we know the golden state is better. We know that uh, we know that Houston's better. Yeah, or we, we think. Know
1: that- I don't. I can get in that headspace. Maybe Chris Paul and uh, James Harden fight to the death.
2: Okay, fair enough. Fair but enough. But yes, uh, the
1: Rockets are better than the Pelicans. Okay, keep yeah, going. And, and,
2: and Spurs. <laughs> Spurs are yep. better than the Pelicans. Yep. Um, I say, unfortunately, because of the Paul George trade, I think Oklahoma City is also probably better than the Pelicans. Yeah. Um. However, I do think the Clippers maybe are not as good as the Pelicans, or actually, well, maybe we occupy the same tier at okay. least, like the same tier of, like what is going to happen here. Okay. Um. And, and I, and I think that that is it, especially when you consider Utah lost uh, Gordon Hayward. Oh, also the Timberwolves. Unfortunately, the Timberwolves also, I think, at least perception-wise, I believe they have leapfrogged us. Yes. Um, but but people also thought that last year. Um, now of course, but Butler changes things. Another year of Carl Anthony Towns changes things. So anyway, so I think that if a couple things break our way, um, meaning you know uh, Minnesota is actually needs another year of being average, and and Houston doesn't work out or OKC doesn't work out, and Utah does take a tumble because of the loss of Hayward. It's like, okay, well, if things go the way we feel like they will with with cousins and, and Davis then then I think playoffs is is not a not fetched at all. I, I I think that the five at the four seed is maybe a little bit a little bit too optimistic
1: yeah. but
2: but uh, I, I wouldn't take that bet but but I would bet playoffs for sure I, w- I would bet I would bet six or seven seed.
1: So so if you so if you, your money your hard earned money you would bet that they make the playoffs like at even odds like like yes a, like a,
2: absolutely who
1: I don't know if you after we get off this call if you want to <laughs> I I will I think I will take that bet I'm again. Less optimistic.
2: Uh, I'm Venmoing you right now. I'm Venmoing you about <laughs> dollars right now.
1: Perfect. Uh, just, just I'll just take a couple of your seats. Just a couple of Grizzly seats. That'll be <laughs> No, because also you got to throw in like the the Nuggets, the Blazers. I think are are ahead of the Pelicans. I could see, in my mind, the Pelicans right now, and even especially when you consider the Solomon Hill injury, and then not having a forward. Like uh, Darius Miller is, is going to play, I guess, at the three and Etwan Moore. I think they're kind of in the tier with like the Mavericks and the Grizzlies, assuming Chandler Parsons is still very bad. And then so by my count, the, the Pelicans need to catch the Blazers, Clippers, Nuggets. They got to finish ahead of like four of those seven teams. I just said that very confusingly, but they, they got to finish, you know, ahead of three of the Clippers, the Blazers, the Jazz, the Nuggets, the Timberwolves. And that isn't even counting the Grizzlies or the Mavericks. So I don't know. I'm I'm not optimistic. However, when the rest of the league is zigging, you guys are zagging. You're gonna be rolling out two point guards, two centers, and then something else. So do you think that's, do you think that's that's, that's the advantage?
2: Yes, absolutely. And and that's exactly the language that I've been using uh in my in my bar debates and uh you know and uh and and hot fire, you know, uh, Twitter DMs. Uh, I think that we are zigging while everyone else is zagging, and that's and that's all. Well, that, that, that's 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 a good that's a good way to be for the situation that we're in. Um, I I I'm just so stoked to see what happens. I mean, it's it's. I know that we are not. I know that we are are not the Golden State Warriors. So don't. I I mean, I I, I am a uh, I am an unreasonable an unreasonable fan uh, who is insanely optimistic. Um, I, I know that, but, but I know not the Golden State Warriors, but I mean, when the Golden State Warriors started playing basketball a certain way, a few years ago, it took a little while for everyone to be like, Ooh, yes, that, that right there. Um, and I'm just kind of hoping a, a absolute ceiling best case scenario here is that teams do not know how to handle DeMarcus Cousins and Anthony Davis at the same exact time.
1: Yeah, do you think, do you buy in? Actually, I know the answer to this. I don't know what I'm asking you. You you have bought in that the off-season boogie work, the chemistry building is going to bear its fruits, and those guys are going to be something that other teams can't handle.
2: Yeah, I do. I do, and I think that uh, it, d- despite, despite people on my timeline who are Sacramento Kings supporters who are telling us you know be careful we we got excited about him for reasons a b c every every summer as well it's like cool well it's also a change of scenery for that dude he's also closer to his home which i'm not sure how much of a factor that actually is but but it's a change of scenery for him it's uh and and i think that 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 counts for something and at least it at least gives me the fuel for optimism that i do not feel shamed about i have felt shameful optimism for other things that i can admit where i just chose to be optimistic and it's a more fun way of being. I feel no shame about this optimism I have right now.
1: All right. So if the season starts poorly or if even halfway through the season, it's not growing well, it doesn't, it doesn't look like you guys are going to catch some of those 10 other West teams that also are kind of planning to make the playoffs. What plays out then?
2: Uh, I mean, someone, someone smarter than me um, (laughs) with more and with more uh, at stake with the organization, perhaps makes makes a trade that they think is the best thing to do for the franchise moving forward. I mean, I, I I also understand the way the NBA works and and assets and trade are part of the a part of the league. And I think that worst case scenario, if things do not go well, like assuming everyone's healthy and if things do not go great then we have assets so we can we can move pieces and and at at least at least take another shot i would prefer for the shot that we are currently taking to you know to 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 be to, to to be good but um but you know you never know
1: i'm gonna i'm gonna go the route of things are working out for you uh rajon rondo turns out to be the boogie whisperer team's looking good on the court uh, you got Rondo, you got Drew Holiday, you got Anthony Davis, Boogie Cousins. So in this scenario where things are going well, I want you to pick a fifth folk hero for this Pelicans team. A team we're not ex- expecting, or a player we're not expecting a ton from, but can you pick somebody on the roster who you think is going to come through? And when we look back on this season, we're going to be like, man, that guy really stepped up.
2: I would love it if it was Chek Diallo. Uh, who is you know he was our rookie last year. I know that the front office is is pretty high on him. I know he he kind of has that that athletic freak type of uh, vibe to him. I know he crushed it in the in the D League. I also know that that, that doesn't matter a a lot um, for the for, for for the you know for professional play at the highest level. But I I, I, I like Check. I think that he's I think that he's a fun player. I am excited about him. Also, also I'm excited to start getting excited about Ian Clark, our our pickup from Golden State. Yeah. I. But if I had to pick one person, I would say Check Diallo.
1: That's pretty good. I'm pulling for some of these names who I've I've been told are, are actual NBA players: Jalen Jones, Charles Cook, Frank Jackson. That sounds like a jazz trio to me. But those, yeah. those are all, those are all strong names or, or, or fictional characters, at least um, big picture or, or just from the fan base in new Orleans. How do you guys feel about the mascot, the actual Pelicans name? Are you guys all into that? That's that's a question for one of my listeners, like wanting to know, oh my God. like, are you guys Look, all on board? You love being the Pelicans.
2: I am the best person you could possibly ask for that. Um, I, I, I love it so much. So I, for people listening to this who have not been to New Orleans or who have not uh, are not super familiar familiar with New Orleans, there are two primary symbols or things that you see around the city in very in, in various ways. You see the Florida Lee and you see Pelican. There are so many companies here that are called you know like Pelican Ice or it's Pelican Bar and Grill. There are actual pelicans uh, on the you know near the river and by the causeway. There are pelicans on the license plates. We are Louisiana is the pelican state. It really is in terms of uh, of how familiar is this community with this mascot with the concept of this mascot. It was the best possible scenario. I also think that the pelicans is, fits into New Orleans the way New Orleans fits into the rest of the country where it's it's a little bit of a weird town. Uh, people, people understand that that New Orleans just does things a little bit differently. It takes some chances. The same way that people don't totally understand what Mardi Gras is, but know it's awesome, I kind of feel like Pelicans fits well in that vibe. Like your average NBA fan is kind of like, Pelicans? What's a Pelican? What This is crazy. Why would you name a team the Pelicans? And New Orleans kind of is like, Hell yeah, like hell yeah Pelicans. Like that is a Louisiana New Orleans thing and we almost love that people don't understand it.
1: That's good. So you're saying it's everything that the Memphis Grizzlies isn't.
2: Well, unfortunately, I, so I I think I think the Memphis Grizzlies like like the Memphis basketball brand is so strong. Well, I've tr- been to Memphis that is true. so many times. I love the graffiti, you know, grit and grind. I've seen i seen that graffitied on so many on the side of so many like gas stations and restaurants and stuff. I just the, the brand is so strong. But I bet you that if the Memphis Grizzlies were tasked if for some reason, it was like you can't be the Grizzlies anymore. Uh, if, you know, Adam Silver is putting the team back in Vancouver, and there is some there is some loophole or whatever the hell. I think the Memphis Grizzlies have an opportunity to really knock it out of the park and do something that's actually connects with that community in a very big way, the way that Pelicans connect with new Orleans.
1: So I I did bring up the Grizzlies there, not just because I always do. And I'm a Grizzlies fan, but because I saw, I saw you write somewhere that you wanted, uh, you wanted a blood feud to start between the Pelicans and the Grizzlies. I know the TV markets, both teams are fighting over the state of Mississippi, trying to get the viewers, trying to get the fandom. So how do you think, or what's the best way to stoke like an angry rivalry between Memphis and New Orleans?
2: Yeah, I really, really want that. I So I, I wrote that for a post I wrote on com about where the Pelicans G League team should go. And, uh, and I, you know, and
1: I... You should have put it in Memphis. Yeah.
2: yeah, that,
1: that, yeah. Would, that would have been
2: the move. Yeah, yeah I didn't think about that. Um, but one of the, one of the places I suggested was, well, well, the, 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 the team released the the possibilities and I was just went through the pros and cons of each, of each city. And I said that a pro to going to Jackson, Mississippi is just to plant, plant that seed, plant that Pelican seed in Jackson, because Mississippi is, is up for grabs. It seems, uh, well, it seems like Northern Mississippi is pretty firmly Memphis. And it seems like Southern Mississippi is pretty firmly New Orleans, um, but yeah, I love the idea of there being a, a a big feud between between the Grizzlies and the Pelicans. I think that when both te- if both teams, I don't mean I don't mean this season, but I mean just in general, if both teams were to be really bad uh, and like just really struggle with um, with with contending for a, a title or for a playoffs, I think that. I think that it's important. I, I, I think that both city, both cities, have communities that would still back the team and and care about the product and want and 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 wish for them to succeed. And I think that the region of the country that they're both in is 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 a nice backdrop for for a feud. I also think there are so many similarities between Memphis and New Orleans, and I I, we don't need to go through them all right here. But we're so close. I believe that we are the closest uh, the closest to each other. Uh, I think I think we're closer to each other than anywhere else. I mean, Houston's close for New Orleans, but um it just makes so much sense. and then the division and all that, I mean i I, I, I don't know how to do this uh, but I want to do this so bad. I just I, I don't know if it's fans like you and me just just trying to push it and maybe doing some certain like parties at, you know, like maybe there should be a New Orleans party for memphis people to come hang out in and at least like network and make friends and vice versa i don't know if we need to make up a fake championship you know like the mississippi river championship and we can we can let the timber vie for it too if we really want to <laughs> but um but something something in the vein of professional wrestling that's like we know this is not the nba finals and also obviously it will never be the nba finals unless unless my uh unless my letter-writing campaign to move the Pelicans to the East uh, actually comes to fruition. If, I will say, if, if either
1: the Pelicans or the Grizzlies gets to move to the East and the other has to stay in the West, it's going to be a devastating day for whichever team gets left behind. Because both oh, teams yeah. have legitimate claims. Like, this is ridiculous. Why, why Why? are we playing all these teams? I think the wrestling uh, idea is perfect. If there was a belt, you know, like the, whatever you want to call it, the you know, the the, the Mississippi River Championship, if there's a belt, and then when New Orleans fans come to Memphis, if there was, like, a watch party where the belt was there, and so it was okay that there was both fan bases, because I know a lot of Grizzlies fans drive to New Orleans to go to the games, so, like, I feel like that kind of belt, I think I could set this watch party thing up. You know, I, I have enough... You have contacts with the Pelicans. I know some people with the Grizzlies. I think we could do that. I also think what we need, though... See, that is just like us putting it on. I think we need some actual bad blood, though. And I think if we could get maybe Boogie Cousins, maybe Anthony Davis, maybe just to come out with some statement like, you know what I really hate? Memphis. You know what I hate more than Memphis? Memphis barbecue. It's awful. Ooh. Like, if there was something yeah. like, you know what? It's, it is trash. If I went to barbecue, I would go to Nashville before I went to Memphis. I think that right there would get people so angry that I think the rivalry would take care of itself.
2: Yeah, maybe some like Bourbon Street better than Beale Street, Baby Cakes better than Red Birds. There you go, Gumbo better than Barbecue.
1: You got it. Yeah, so, something to that effect. I think I think we can I think we can stoke this rivalry because because honestly, uh, you're more optimistic for your franchise than I am for my franchise. I think uh, we are both going to be headed towards the lottery this year so anything extra i guess we can add to uh to stoke the excitement uh is good all right hey last thing uh since you are so into the pelicans if you have a couple minutes i was gonna ask you one what's your favorite what's your favorite pelicans memory of just the franchise of a team that doesn't get a lot of publicity isn't on tv a bunch what's your what's your favorite memory of the time as the pelicans
2: I so my favorite on court memory is going to be it is a little, a little bit of a personal thing here but but also a team thing. I I loved when we beat the Golden State Warriors the uh, in the regular season the year we made the playoffs. So two seasons ago we were in this you know it was the Pelicans and the Thunder were pretty much knotted up uh, with like six games left. And we had this absurd—I don't remember the exact—the exact, the exact scenario—but we, we were in a situation where the Pelicans had to win like like five of the last six games to 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 just be tied with the Thunder, who had a really easy schedule. Um, and our our schedule was like we we closed up the season against the Spurs, and then we had the Golden State Warriors, who were on a crazy run, and the Warriors came to town, and they were. They were extremely confident, I think, perhaps a little, perhaps a, little a, a little, on the, on the um, not fun side of confidence. During warm-ups, they were just talking about how they've never uh, – well, Draymond Green specifically was just yapping about how he has personally never lost a game in New Orleans, and he never will. And they were just – Andre Iguodala was just talking uh, a lot of trash, and they were just pretty much – they were kind of being rude and just very, very, very cocky. And we had to win that game to have a shot at the playoffs. It did not. It did not seem like like we should not have won that game. Um, it, in terms of uh, you know, the the direction of both the teams at the time, and we somehow pulled it off. Um, the Warriors were pissed. Uh, the Pelicans were uh, were, were on fire. It was uh, Draymond and I got into it. It was. It was a ton of fun. He afterwards came up to me and congratulated me. And, and when we ended up playing them in the first round of the playoffs, he came right to me and was like, "Congrats, let's do this. Like, I'll see you for games three and four. It was, it was, it was, it was fun. It was cool. It felt like the Pelicans had. It, it really did feel. I know this this turned out to be wrong, but it felt like okay, we're going to be in the playoffs on an annual basis for a little while now. Like we got over that hump. Now we are a playoff team. And that that moment was just really cool, and I think that the, the the moment I would say right behind that was when we actually beat the Spurs, the last game of that season, to formally get into the playoffs.
1: Right, I, I remember that night. I remember because the the you guys had to win to get in to beat the Spurs, who were still playing. I think they were playing for home court. Maybe like they were, they were they playing were. for something. And yeah,
2: I, th- I think an underrated thing is that uh, that was the year that the Spurs lost to the Clippers. Correct?
1: Yeah, and, and yeah, in the first round.
2: Yeah. And that was, uh, I I think in a weird, bizarre way, I think that I think that the Pelicans uh, shifted some things that year because we beat the Spurs. The Spurs lost their playoff seeding and then ended up playing the Clippers. And I think the Spurs had title aspirations that year, and they should not have played that Clippers team in the first round. Yeah, and they and they did uh, because the Pelicans beat them, which. I know that that sounds a little bit like I, I, maybe I don't have a lot to hang on to as a Pelicans fan, so it's like it's like I'm, I'm you know I'm grafting at straws with that one, but I think I think it's actually true. And and regardless, that win got us into the playoffs, which I think was important for this fan base and for AD and for the Pelicans in general.
1: No, I'm with you. I'm all about I'm all about clinging to those 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 tiny moments for us and our our tiny tiny franchises. Um. Anyway, hey Chris, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, Steve Hess. Did transfer to a consulting role with the Nuggets. He's no longer a full time. I uh-huh. don't know what. I don't know why. I, know why. I, yeah, I haven't. A- I haven't dug into it. That's just, that's just the headline. Well, Chris, hey, uh, tell people uh, plug some stuff. Where can people follow your brand online?
2: I would love that. So if if you're a Twitter person, I would love to follow. I'm Chris True, C H R I S T R E W. Um, especially during basketball season, because I, I I tweet from behind the bench the entire time. So I'm tweeting things that players are are chatting about i'm asking them weird questions and uh and putting their answers up it's just a ton of fun it's I, i'm proud of it because it's a uh it's 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 access that 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 I, i'm not seeing uh many other people do or this type of thing so i i would appreciate the follow there and also track the column behind the bench and uh, this is kind of a little bit of a scoop I, 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 a, 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 a semi-formal announcement for you but I will be doing more video work and uh podcast work with the Pelicans this upcoming season in some capacity and so just stay tuned to pelicans.com cuz we're going to try to we're going to try to do some fun content that's also unlike what other NBA teams are doing so hopefully we pull that off and we can keep pushing this Pelicans brand and uh, make make Big Easy basketball a big deal.
1: That's right. You guys got to I- invade Mississippi. Get that get that battle going with the Grizzlies. Yeah. All right, Chris. Hey, look forward to seeing you uh, in New Orleans at a Grizzlies game. I'll uh, I'll do my best. But hey, thanks for coming on. Have a great day.
2: I appreciate it. Thank you.
1: All right. Thanks to Chris for coming on. I really uh, enjoyed getting to know him. Hopefully I will have the opportunity to talk with him more and I'll have fun following along with him at Chris true on Twitter as he sits behind the visitor bench for the entire 2017, 18 Pelicans season Pelicans and Grizzlies both in that same boat. Don't think they are getting into the playoffs, but hopefully I'm wrong at least about the Grizzlies. All right. If you want to support fast break breakfast, the best way to do that is to go to patreon.com slash Breakfast. You can support us there. Welcome to the several people we picked up in the last few days. Happy to have you guys on board. Look forward to more of you joining us and getting involved with us as the new season starts in like six weeks or so. All right. Write a five-star iTunes review. Like us on Facebook you can follow me on Twitter at fastbreakbreak. You guys are the best. Thanks for listening, and remember, breakfast is the most important thing.
2: Yeah, no, apologize for being GNG. Fast break, break, man. You understand?
0: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Tax day is coming. Oh, no.
1: But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription
0: fees apply. No.